Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, AKA the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone and health related in order to empower, educate and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Why am I not losing weight? Part two. So the last episode, we talked, this is episode 141, by the way, that I'm talking about, which is why am I not losing weight? Part one. In the last episode, we talked about inflammation as being a root cause of the inability to lose weight. I dove into that. I won't go into it today. We talked, talked about toxic burdens. And even back then, this is October 2021, I was talking about the V and how that can definitely, definitely impact weight loss because it kind of circles back to the toxic burden. When your body is under stress, when your body is heavy loaded down with toxins and chemicals, it resists weight loss. It holds on to your fat for dear life and it will not let it go. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. And then we also talked about sleep in the last episode, because sleep is just so, so vital for weight loss. We know from studies that even missing two to three nights of deep sleep can set you on the path for type two diabetes. It actually creates insulin resistance that quickly which is why I hate looking at sleep studies because it freaks me out. If I get a bad night's sleep, then I'm going to gain weight, but it's real. The struggle is real. So today we're going to go a little bit further because I know this is a topic that is on your mind. Many of you struggle with it. Many of even my patients who, like we talked about in the last episode, are heavy burdened down with toxins, especially you guys in California, you're double V'd and boosted left and right and sideways. So some of you are struggling with the weight and wondering, why am I not losing weight? So you know we always talk about the thyroid. I talked about it in the last one. It's our master gland. It is the controller of our metabolism. But I'm going to save that for last. So you got to bear with me and we're going to go into a little bit more about the thyroid. I'm pretty much going to blow your mind today. I am going to give you information, studies, anecdotal evidence, something new that is going to blow your mind. So you have to wait and listen all the way to the end. We're going to talk more about the thyroid. But today I want to, before we get to the thyroid, before we get to the thyroid, we want to go over a few other things that can be getting in the way of your weight loss efforts. So number one, are you eating too much or too little? I know this sounds so basic. Don't roll your eyes. Don't click off yet. Just listen to me. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of patients that I work with one-on-one -on -one that when I look at their three-day food journal of what they're eating right now, I can tell you many of them are eating too little. So you ladies are guilty of this. You eat too little protein. You're eating too little in an effort to lose weight. Because in your mind, especially if you grew up in the 80s and 90s, in your mind you're thinking 
calorie restriction. If I restrict my calories, if I take them down to 1,100, 1,000, 900, 800, if I do the HCG diet, I'm going to lose weight. So restriction of calories or dieting, that old school dieting, does not work because one rule still does apply from the 80s and 90s way of thinking, and that is the starvation effect, where your body senses that you're starving and it holds on to fat for dear life. It thinks that you are in a famine and our bodies are smart. Remember that. I always say that your body is smarter than you are. You can try to override your body and it's not going to work because your body has signals built in to protect you and keep you alive. And in the case of a famine, it is going to hold on to your fat stores because listen, if food was not available, you could live off your own body fat for a while and your body knows that. So because that fat is survival, that fat on your body equals survival in times of famine, your metabolism slows down. Your body will slow down its own metabolism in order to hold on to those fat stores for dear life. So if you are eating too little for too long, that absolutely will slow your metabolism to a halt. It will drop your T3 levels, the active thyroid hormone, and you absolutely will not lose weight. Now, the flip side of that, when I say eating too much, I don't mean gorging every single day. I don't mean excessive caloric intake every single day. What I'm talking about are those little things that slip in that you tend not to think of, right? So I actually tuned into myself yesterday. I, I tuned in to what I was putting in my mouth. And after a couple of days over a holiday weekend, my dad got remarried. Yay, dad. He's all happy. We're happy for him. It's amazing. But hey, there's a wedding. And this wedding had cupcakes that were made, they were homemade by this girl that is going to be like a world-class baker. You're going to see her on some kind of baking show eventually. And she made lemon cupcakes and chocolate cupcakes with a like Reese peanut butter cup in them and a carrot cake cupcake. And I had to try them all, you know, like at least three different ones. So I had those. Of course, I'm having some wine. I met dear, dear friends that I haven't seen in 20 years on Friday. Had some wine with them. Appetizers. Oh, the no-bake cookies that were out. Oh, my gosh. My friend had no-bake cookies. And that's my downfall. No-bakes and Oreos. So when you add that all up, and then yesterday, for some ungodly reason, I went on a carb fest too. So I didn't just do keto for the week and come off on the weekend. I came off for a good like three days in a row. And I tuned into all those little things that honestly, I would have pushed in the back of my mind. Because in between, I was eating you know, the chicken and the green beans and the salad at the wedding and the cheese and the charcuterie board for an appetizer. And you tend to forget about those bites of and the other things that come into play. But they did. They came into play and I ate them. And when I tuned into it, I thought, how many of my followers and my listeners and my patients are doing those little bites of and you don't really think about it? You know, you don't really put the time in to really think about what's going into your mouth and that can add up. So that's what I mean by, are you eating too much? I'm not saying on a daily basis, just, you know, gorging on the food, going to buffets every day. I mean, those little bites of that could be coming in and really causing too much, too many carbs, too much sugar to come into your system that could really be throwing you off. So here in your mind, you're saying, oh yeah, I'm still low carb. I'm good. I got this. And all those little things there are coming in like the cupcakes and the wine and the crackers with the cheese and the charcuterie board and the no-bake cookies, they're all coming in to throw your body off. Okay, number two I want to talk about, hormonal shifts. So I get, a, I, I get an email from a patient the other day that she put on three pounds in a couple of days and... When you put on three pounds in a couple of days, 
chances are it's water retention, but if we're talking about it in the context, and that's going to be a hormonal shift, right? But if we're talking about it in the context of why are you not losing over a long period of time, that's going to come down to hormonal shifts, maybe because of your age or because of something going on in your body. I really can't say age because we have women going into perimenopause and menopause in their 30s now just because of the condition of the world and what we're exposed to and the toxic burden on our bodies. That goes back to episode 142 when we talked about it the last time, that toxic burden. But hormonal shifts in the body can cause your body to hold on to weight. So if you are entering perimenopause, if you have low testosterone, ladies, I have so many individual podcasts on this. If you have low testosterone, that will absolutely slow down your metabolism and keep you from losing weight. So that's going to be a really big piece of the puzzle. More so than progesterone, more so than estrogen dropping because you're going into menopause, testosterone. It is the, the least looked at hormone when we're talking about females, but it is the most potent in our body. Did you know that? Did you know that testosterone in a woman's body is power? It, it actually has more of an influence on your body than does estrogen and progesterone. But we always think of estrogen and progesterone as the female hormones. And we think of testosterone as the dude hormone. But females, ladies, you have testosterone in your body. Hopefully, it's at the optimal level. And it is powerful, more powerful than you know. If you have low testosterone, and here's the thing, you could get a test, you could get a test and we want that testosterone, that total testosterone, we want over 50, 50 or above is where my ladies feel the best. So you could get a test or you can kind of go by your symptoms. So are you not losing weight? Is your libido low? Are you losing muscle? Can you not build muscle? That's going to be that, that low testosterone piece. Now, I want to circle back to this in topic number five that we're going to talk about today because I want to talk about low testosterone with growth hormone. So hold that thought. Hormonal shifts is number two. So are you starting to feel that shift? Is your progesterone going low? Are you estrogen dominant? Are you estrogen deficient because you're headed into perimenopause, menopause? All of those hormonal shifts can prevent your body from releasing its fat to be burned as fuel. Number three is the liver. Liver does not get enough love. I don't even give liver enough love. So it's time to give the liver some love. It's time to give it love. The liver processes everything. So remember that toxic burden that I was talking about in the first episode? I mentioned it today. Now I want you to think of every single thing that you come in contact with, the air you breathe, the water that you drink, the stuff you put on your body, your, your body lotion, your body wash, your face wash, your face lotion, makeup, every single thing is processed through the liver. Do you eat 100% organic? I don't. So that non-organic food, or I'm sorry, even the organic food, there is not an organic farmer out there that can guarantee that the farmer next door to him who is not organic, who is spraying his fields with glyphosate, that some of that glyphosate doesn't come on over and land on the organic farmer's crops, right? Nothing is 100% organic, nothing. So the food that you eat, I mean, unless you're living in a bubble and you're growing your own food 100% of the time, you are exposed to pesticides. You are exposed to chemicals that are on the food, that are in the food. The food that you eat, the water you drink, the air you breathe, what you put on your body, and then the supplements that you take. Yeah, they're good for you. They're amazing for you. Those are also processed through the liver. Medications, liver, Tylenol, Advil, liver. Everything you put in or on your body is processed through the liver. Hormones are methylated in the liver. So whether they are your own hormones 
whether they are bioidentical hormones that you're taking, God forbid it's birth control, synthetic hormones, thyroid hormones, all processed through the liver. T4 to T3 conversion happens in the liver. So if I say all of that, do you get the importance of the liver yet? It's pretty damn important. That's why we have to give it some love. We need to support the liver. So you can look at your liver enzymes. If you break out your, your CMP, comp metabolic panel, look at that alkaline phosphatase, look at the ALT, look at the AST. Those give you, even a lay person, as well as a practitioner, a little bit of insight into how burdened your liver is. Those liver enzymes start to go up. Now, ALT, AST, I like 15 to 18. That's the optimal. So if you start to even see those crest into the 20s, 30s, or above, or for God's sake, if they're flagged, then you know that you have a liver issue. We're not saying that you're you know, going into liver failure. You just ha- your liver needs some love. You need some detoxification help. And, or even if you don't see those numbers go up, I always tell people it's good to do a liver support every other month or at minimum once a quarter. So every time the seasons change, that's when you want to give your liver some love. So I do have, and I'll put the, it's not out yet. It's coming out tomorrow. I do have the liver fixer. That's going to be in my supplement line that I designed. So it's not as expensive as some of the other liver support products that I used to recommend. We need something a little bit more affordable here, especially with gas prices, shipping prices, and food prices, and pretty much all prices going through the roof. I wanted to make a liver support that you literally could do for a month and then repeat in two months and do this every other month so you know you are supporting your liver. Everything that goes into your body. Think about post-surgery, right? Think about if you go on vacation and all the chemicals that you're exposed to just even flying and that recirculated air and the, the food because you're eating out all the time. You have zero control of what's in it. We want to support the liver. So liver fixer will be out tomorrow. That would be a huge, huge help. We definitely need to give the liver some love, some big love. When we support the liver, if you're going, well, how's that going to make me burn fat? When we support the liver, we take away that toxic burden. So again, when I talked about in the first episode of Why Am I Not Losing Weight, part one, that heavy toxic burden. So if you got the V, or if you're just a human being, right, living on this earth, you need some liver love. When we do love on our liver and get it working properly, now we're methylating our hormones. Now we're not getting that estrogen dominant effect where you will retain water like a camel, and you will not burn fat. Estrogen dominance sucks. It can lay down 10, 20 pounds easily. Get those hormones methylating through the liver. Get those hormones processing through the liver. Like I said earlier, T4 to T3 conversion. Part of it, some of it, occurs in the liver. So when we support the liver, we're supporting that conversion. We don't want elevated reverse T3. That's the last thing we want. We want our T4 converting the T3 only not to reverse T3 because that will shut our metabolisms down. Absolutely, it will shut it down. Got to give the liver some love. Use the liver fixer. One month on, 30 days on, take a break. 30 days on, take a break. Or if you really want to space it out, you have great liver enzymes, you really feel comfortable with your detoxification pathways, then do it for once a day for 30 days and take a couple months off, and then boom, seasons change. So let's say we do it when is spring. Spring, we'll consider spring, April. So do it in April, take off May, June, July, do it in August, because now we're transitioning over to fall. I know August is still kind of end of summer. Now we're transitioning over to fall. Now you do it in August, and now you go September, October, November, maybe run it again in November, December, because now we're transitioning to winter. So every other month, or at least every third month. Leptin. You guys wanted me to talk about leptin a little bit more, so I'm talking about leptin a little bit more. Leptin resistance and insulin resistance. You know I talk about insulin resistance ad nauseum. As I always say, we see insulin resistance in about 99.9, easily 0.9% of hypothyroid Hashimoto patients. I see it all the time, all the time. 
And just as a refresher, if anybody is listening and they're a newbie and you haven't heard me say this before, to look for insulin resistance, we want to look at your fasting insulin. I want that below a 6. I want your hemoglobin A1C between a 4.8 and a 5.1. Ultimately, I want your fasting glucose really down in like the 80s or 90s. But when you take that fasting glucose in the morning, glucose can lie. So glucose can kind of bump up a little bit with excess cortisol. And then as you transition through the day, it comes back into alignment if you're not insulin resistant. Now, if you have high insulin or high glucose in the morning and you still have it in the afternoon, then that's a problem. That's insulin resistance. But that's how we check for it. I see it in 99% of my patients, 99% of people who have hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. That's why I'm a huge advocate of berberine, berberine, berberine. Love it, love it, love it. I do have a blood sugar factor out too, not to make this all about my supplements, but just to give you some targeted things that you can do right now, adding in berberine is amazing for insulin resistance. So it turns out it also works, berberine also works for leptin resistance. What is leptin? Leptin is a hormone that is secreted by our fat cells. And leptin is our satiety hormone. So it signals us that we're full. And the more weight that you have, the more body fat you have, the more leptin you have, but then you become leptin resistant. So very similar to overproduction of insulin and insulin cannot get into the cell to do its job. And therefore insulin resistance is not too little insulin. It's too much because insulin is the fat storage hormone. Well, if you have too much leptin and it can't get in and signal the cell that you are full, then you are leptin resistant. Sometimes this presents itself as hunger. So some people will have excessive hunger from leptin resistance and some won't. Some will just say, you know, that they can't fast, that they get hangry. And you can see how these symptoms coincide with insulin resistance. So whenever I see insulin resistance, I always see someone saying that they're hangry, that they can't go two or three hours without food, that they actually start to get that really tired, sick feeling, that low blood sugar feeling. So I see this all the time. I hear this all the time. And this coincides with leptin resistance. Now we can test leptin and I have before. And sometimes I will actually see a leptin deficiency, which is very, very rare and a leptin deficiency is usually congenital. Very, very, very rare. But these people are, it, normally we will see low leptin levels tied back to point number one, starvation diets. So we'll see low leptin and starvation. We will also see low leptin levels with eating disorders. Same thing as kind of starvation diets, dropping the metabolism. And then sometimes it will just be a genetic factor. There are treatments coming out for leptin deficiency, but that's not really what we're focused on now. That's a definite specialty because it is so rare. Leptin resistance, we use the same things as we do for insulin resistance because balancing that blood sugar, getting you off of that up and down roller coaster is what's going to tie back to and, and help out with leptin resistance. Also, with leptin resistance, we want to look at your cortisol. So if you are all stressed out, if you are in a crazy stressed out state, then we want to look at that cortisol picture, do a four-point saliva cortisol panel, make sure that your cortisol is in alignment because elevated cortisol, where it's pumping up, again, we're going to tie this back, right? Elevated cortisol makes your glucose, you're pumping out glucose all day long, all day long. So naturally, you get higher insulin levels, high glucose levels, high insulin levels, and then that is correlated back to leptin resistance. So leptin resistance and insulin resistance often tied together will keep weight on because with insulin resistance, remember that excess insulin, insulin is the Jekyll and Hyde hormone. We need it for life. You need it to survive. You don't want it in excess because it is the fat storage hormone. So if insulin is in excess, it's just going to be storing fat left and right. That's all it's going to do is lay down that fat on your body and you won't be able to lose. When insulin levels are high, your body is in a sugar burner state, not a fat burner state. Your body has to switch over 
and switch into being a fat burner, a nice, efficient fat burner, instead of being a sugar burner. When you make that switch with the help of berberine, if you're implementing a low-carb diet, that helps to stabilize glucose levels, stabilize insulin levels, lower insulin levels, allow your body to shift into burning its own body fat for fuel because we have enough body fat on us where we can fuel our bodies for a while. So shift over to using body fat for fuel and then all of a sudden your leptin starts getting utilized by the cell as well. So you're not hangry all the time. You're not literally hungry all the time. You don't eat and then two hours later you're starving again. And that's not just not from eating Chinese. That's like all the time. You eat and then you're like, why am I hungry? That is leptin resistance. And like I said, oftentimes leptin does not cause, leptin resistance does not cause those crazy hunger signals. I have many patients that are leptin resistant, insulin resistant, and they might get a little bit hangry, but they don't get the excessive hunger signals where they're just literally famished all day long. That really, really famished state is more leptin deficiency. So I, I want you guys to separate the two in your mind. Leptin deficiency, and where we actually first saw leptin deficiency, it was discovered in a young kid who was very, very, very obese. And he would literally eat all day long. I mean all day long. I don't mean once every two hours. I mean all the time. Was never satisfied, was never full. His brain never got that signal that he was full. That is a true leptin deficiency. What we're talking about is leptin resistance. So you might not get those hunger, those, those deep hunger cues. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry, I could eat anything the whole day. You might just get that insulin resistance where you get a little bit hangry and you need to eat and you're not really good at fasting and you can't go a couple hours without food and you definitely can't lose weight. That is where I would definitely implement berberine. Okay, low testosterone and low growth hormone. Here we are again. So as I stated earlier, testosterone is just so vital for burning fat because it helps us to build that lean, sexy muscle. And with that lean, sexy muscle, we are more metabolically active. And I don't mean that you have to look like a bodybuilder. I'm not talking about getting big and bulky. I'm just talking about having enough testosterone to give you those curves, to give you that, that Kim Kardashian butt to give you those cap shoulders. You know, just that little bit of muscle definition so you don't look like a bean pole or you don't look like soft and squishy. We want that lean, sexy muscle to make you more metabolically active. That lean, sexy muscle making you more metabolically active will help you to burn more fat. So now you're burning your, your stored body fat, you're building muscle, Testosterone is in the mix, giving you that. It's also giving you the motivation to even get your ass to the gym. It is our get shit done hormone, as I always say. Testosterone gives you a libido. It actually improves your mood. It protects you against autoimmune diseases. So one of the many reasons why women get hit with Hashimoto's more than men is our low testosterone. Low testosterone causes that auto, is one of many causes of that autoimmune switch turning to the on position. That's why we want to have adequate levels of testosterone our entire life. There is not an age limit where this stops. It's not like, oh, well, I'm 65, so I don't care about my testosterone anymore. Absolutely not. Proper levels of testosterone is vital for aging. It protects your brain. All hormones are protecting your brain protecting your brain against age-related decline. And then the other piece of the puzzle is we have growth hormone. So testosterone and growth hormone both decline as we age, and that's not good. All of our hormones decline as we age, and that's not good. Hormones give you life. Hormones keep you young. So when we increase our growth hormone as we age, and this doesn't mean that you have to go out and buy black market growth hormone or go to an anti-aging clinic, that costs you a hundred grand to walk in the door. You want to just do things to support your testosterone and your growth hormone levels. You want to lift heavy, LHS, lift heavy shit. 
You want to get adequate sleep. We talked about that in relationship to weight loss as well. And then taking supplements that can support your growth hormone levels. I've talked about Doncat Ali before. That is fantastic at supporting growth hormone levels. Taking supplements, here's a shameless plug, like my hormone fixer. Sorry, kids. We're seeing tremendous results with it. Tremendous. Like literally getting reports back in two and three weeks that women are feeling better. They are recovering from their workouts. They're sleeping better. Hello, growth hormone. Growth hormone helps you sleep. So the hormone fixer absolutely works for raising testosterone, raising growth hormones. But those two components are key to weight loss. Now, you can test your growth hormone. You can test something called IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor 1. And that kind of gives us an indication of how your growth hormone, what your growth hormone levels are doing as you age. We can definitely test testosterone. We want the free and the total. Knowing those numbers, are def- they will help you. They will absolutely give you some insight into why you're not losing weight. And they'll also kind of give you some guidance in terms of what to do about it, whether or not you need to take a supplement or actually use bioidentical hormone replacement for your testosterone. Or you can go by your symptoms, the ones that we went over in the beginning. So low testosterone, low growth hormone. Now I will get into the thyroid piece. Now we know, you've been hearing... You've been listening to me for so long, right? I'm the thyroid fixer. I talk about the thyroid. We know the thyroid is the master gland. We know that. Without the thyroid working properly, you don't have a metabolism. Your metabolism is in the crapper. And on top of that, we want adequate levels of T3, which is our active thyroid hormone. We want low reverse T3. Reverse T3 is our anti-thyroid hormone. That will keep you in survival mode. You don't want to do that. You you don't want to be, you don't want your body thinking that you're lying in the ICU when you're trying to get through the day and get to the gym to build that lean, sexy muscle and go to work and have energy to take care of the house and all the things, all the things. So I don't want you thinking, or I don't want your body thinking that you're laying in some hospital bed when you're trying to get stuff done. That is what reversed, elevated reverse T3 does. So I want to talk a little bit today, and this is my, 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 big, my big mic drop for you, the new news, the stuff that's going to blow you away. I want to talk more about the thyroid and about things that you can do or take to improve your weight loss, to improve your mitochondria, to improve your insulin resistance, without jittery side effects, without necessarily needing to ask for more T3. Because I know a lot of you are stuck. A lot of you are stuck. So if we look at a little something something called T2, if I talk about T4 inactive, T3 active, T2 is in the middle. It is less powerful than T3, but it has power. So we're going to talk about research today. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this this miraculous little T2. So the research field concerning the control of energy metabolism by the thyroid is no longer restricted to T3, since growing evidence indicates that some of its derivatives could have biological effects and some significant biological effects. Among these, 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine, which is T2, plays a significant role. So when I refer to T2, this is the 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine. You can actually find it on a supplement store under Thyroid Fixer. It came out. It sold out in a day. Beginning of next week, it will be back in. So depending on when you listen to this podcast, beginning of June, it will be back in. We'll just go to my website and click on Thyroid Fixer. And if it has a sold-out marker on it, It's not back in stock yet. If it doesn't have a sold-out marker, it's all yours. So in there, you will see 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine. This is T2, so I'm going to tell you about T2 today. T2, a product of T3 peripheral metabolism, is gaining interest due to its rapid effect on energy metabolism without inducing unfavorable thyrotoxic effects. So when you go to your doctor and you're like, hey, doc, um... 
my T3 is a little bit low here. I keep hearing Dr. Amy talk about T3. Can we add in some more T3? Because I'm not losing weight and my energy is in the crapper and I don't feel quite right. And then your doctor says no. Or you're like, oh no, you're on, you're on 10 micrograms. That's enough. That's all I will prescribe. You might be a little bit stuck or God forbid you are on T4 only. You definitely are stuck because you're not getting the active thyroid hormone that can trigger the cell to increase its metabolism, to trigger the mitochondria to increase ATP production. But now we're finding that T2 can have that same effect on the cell without the side effects that your doctor might be concerned about without the jittery side effects of too much T3, without the hyper feeling of too much T3, and it can still have that power. So T2 has been demonstrated to reduce body fat and actually improve the liver. We said earlier, gotta love the liver. We wanna improve it every chance we get. And this has been shown in both rat models and in human trials. We're going to get to the humans in a second. We're going to start with the rat studies because this is where we all start with things, right? You got to test them on rats first before they go into human clinical trials. So they fed rats a very, very high fat diet, very high. This isn't like your keto diet. This is like an extreme high fat diet that would normally induce weight gain. What they found is that T2 activates the brown adipose tissue and, and, and increases thermogenesis in hypothyroid rats. So studies carried out in rats fed on a diet high in fat and subject to long-term treatments with T2 showed a reduction in adiposity, fat, and in body weight without the onset of thyrotoxic effects. So what they're doing, brown adipose tissue, by the way, is your metabolically active tissue. So white adipose tissue, that's the stuff that clogs your, your organs. You know, that's the stuff that they find all, if they do an autopsy, it's all wrapped around organs. And that's the fat that you don't want. The brown fat actually gives you more of a metabolism. So we want to activate that brown adipose tissue to create thermogenesis, i.e. the burning of stored body fat. Here's another one, 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine, T2, exerts thyromimetic effects on the HPT axis, hypothalamus, pituitary, thyroid axis, body composition, and energy metabolism. Effective and safe anti-obesity drugs are still needed in face of the obesity pandemic worldwide. Recent interventions in rodents revealed that 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine, T2, as a metabolically active iodothyronine affecting energy and lipid metabolism, fats, without thyromimetic side effects typically associated with T3 administration. So this is where I'm coming back and saying, listen, I love me some T3. We want to give you T3 to get your T3 levels up. But if you are stuck, even if you are on T3, if you're on NDT, if you're on T4 only, and I'll tell you how I use this as well, because many of you know I'm on T3 only, you can still use this to impact your body weight tenfold, tenfold. Okay, another study, I, and I just put down a couple of them that I saw that when I was looking all this up to gather my studies for today. There are so many. So these are just a few, just a few. Three, five, diodo, L-thyronine, T2, a thyroid hormone derivative is capable of increasing energy expenditure as well as preventing high-fat diet-induced overweight and related metabolic dysfunction. In recent years, accumulating evidence has indicated that among thyroid hormone derivatives, the biological activity of T2 is of particular interest. The effect that induced by T2 at the mitochondrial level in the liver and skeletal muscle are, one, a rapid increase in respiration rate that is independent of transcription or translation mechanisms, two, an increase in the fatty acid oxidation rate, and three, activation of thermogenic processes. That means burning fat, burning fat in your liver, fatty liver disease, increasing fatty acid oxidation rate, increasing thermogenesis, burning of stored body fat. At the level of the whole animal, T2 rapidly stimulates the metabolic rate in rats and prevents them from developing high fat diet induced body weight or gaining weight when you feed them a lot of fat. 
In addition, administration of T2 ameliorates the occurrence of metabolic diseases associated with the prolonged intake of a high-fat diet, like high triglycerides, insulin resistance. So T2 actually helps with insulin resistance as well. Similarly, in humans, a case report study showed that T2 is able to increase the resting metabolic rate and reduce body weight without undesirable side effects. I'm going to get into that human study in just one second. It just, uh, honestly, it just keeps blowing me away. The more that I research this, and again, I'm going to give you the anecdotal. I'm going to give you the anecdotal evidence. I'm going to tell you the story. The more that I research this, the more blown away I am and the more excited I am to bring this to you. So this is the human study. The human study is titled 3-5-Diet-O-L-Thyronine, T2. Increases resting metabolic rate and reduces body weight without undesirable side effects. That is the title. And this is in the uh, Journal of Biological Regulators and Homeostatic Agents, November of 2010. So that's what I'm going to go. I'm going to tell you that my story here of how I stumbled upon this bad boy many years ago, many years ago, and why I'm just now bringing it to you. So recently it was demonstrated that T2 stimulates resting metabolic rate, RMR. Many of you have heard that. Some of you have heard you know, that you can study your resting metabolic rate. You can do tests to see if it's low or high. RMR, that is how much fat you are burning or how much energy you are burning at rest, at rest. So it was demonstrated that 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine stimulates the resting metabolic rate and reduces body weight gain. So they decided to do a human study. So two subjects both with thyroid conditions, volunteered to undergo T2 administration, body weight, body mass index, blood pressure, heart rate, ECGs, thyroid and liver, ultrasonography, glycemia, total cholesterol, triglycerides, free T3, free T4, T2, TSH, and RMR reevaluated at baseline and at the end of treatment. Resting metabolic rate increased significantly in each subject. After continuing the T2 treatment for for three weeks, body weight was reduced significantly by about 4%. Now that's not four pounds, kids. That is 4%. That is a huge shift in body fat percent. While the serum levels of free T3, free T4, and TSH were unchanged. So we're not taking the T2 to start making shifts in your thyroid hormone levels because we don't want to do that. TSH might go down because it might start picking up on the fact that, hey, there's enough thyroid hormone to go around. But in this particular study, there were no change. No side effects were observed at the cardiac level in either subject. No significant change was observed in the same subjects taking a placebo. So they also had counter subjects just taking the placebo they did not notice a difference in the rest of my resting metabolic rate. The placebo group had no change in body weight percent, body fat percent. But the important thing here is no side effects were observed at the cardiac level in either subject. Because that's one of the big fears of doctors and even of some of you taking a lot of T3. or t- I, I, You know what? I retract that. Not taking a lot of T3. Taking T3 at a higher dose that isn't right for you. How about that? Or you might be very sensitive to T3. So let me let me side note this and clarify it. I am on 150 micrograms of T3. I split it 75 and 75. That's a very high dose. I have some patients that are optimized are on 100 micrograms. I have some patients that are optimized on 50 micrograms of T3 and others on 25 micrograms of T3 split dose. And then I have some patients that really need T3 but they get heart palpitations and jittery and insomnia if I give them five micrograms. And then we have to split that into 2.5 and 2.5. Or we have to do slow release or they have to put it under their tongue. So there are some of you that are hypersensitive to the effects of T3. You will actually get jittery or we can't go up in your dose like we want to. To exert the same effect on your mitochondria, on your energy level, on your fat burning capabilities... Unless we go up, well, this is giving us a tool 
that we can implement no matter what dose of T3 that you're on because I'm not scared of it jacking up your heart rate or causing you know, cardiac hypertrophy or giving you heart palpitations or giving you insomnia or anxiety or the jitters. I'm not worried about that in this case because there are no thyrotoxic side effects. There are no cardiac side effects. We're also seeing that administration of T2 counteracted the occurrence of metabolic disorders. Just what I said earlier, 99% of all hypothyroid patients have insulin resistance. That is a metabolic disorder. I don't even know if we use syndrome X anymore, but that is the presence of insulin resistance, elevated triglycerides. I don't even think we use that medical terminology anymore, but it used to be a thing. Any of the metabolic disorders, type 2 diabetes, insulin resistance, anything that accompanies hypothyroidism, we are not, so we are seeing T2 actually counteracting that, so it's good for your insulin resistance as well. No negative side effects on the thyroid axis or at the cardiac level, again, together with an increased basal metabolic rate and decreased body weight. These are the, that was the two thyroid subjects who went, underwent T2 administration. Again, serum levels of free T3, free T4, and TSH resulted unchanged in these patients. And the final title is T2 has been proposed as a potential therapeutic agent in obesity. And, you know, I mean, we're just seeing the high prevalence of obesity is really, I mean, it is a serious health concern. So can non-thyroid patients take this too? Yes, Absolutely. Because we want to get body weight down. There are so many comorbidities associated with obesity, associated with carrying around excess body weight. And with that excess body weight, we also see more elevated estrogen. So estrogen dominance, because estrogen is a hormone that is in excess when we have excess body fat. So not only do we want to reduce insulin, we want to reduce your body fat, because too much body fat produces estrogen dominance, and now that is kind of circular, right? It's all tied together. That is also circular in nature to produce more body weight. So thyroid patients and non-thyroid patients can take T2 to reduce body weight. Anecdotal evidence. I believe I am the second company ever to release this, maybe the third. The very first one I started using on myself and my patients probably back, what are we in, 2022? When was I powerlifting? Oh, six, oh, seven, eight. So somewhere around there, somewhere between like 10 and 15 years ago, I started using T2 on myself. And I noticed, and I still have some, obviously it's my product, I have some in my cupboard today because whenever, let's say I have a weekend like I just had with the cupcakes and the new baked cookies and the wine, I'm popping my T2 every morning in addition to my T3, not in place of. And what I notice is very, very quickly, within a few days to a week, my body weight will go down to what it once was. If I put on a couple pounds, do bad choices, it will go right back down. Now, I'm in optimization land, so I'm pretty pretty good with my metabolism. I have to work at it to gain the weight. No, I'll not work at it. I, I need a couple days worth of overeating and some sugar to put on weight. But I know many of you are struggling because I was there. I was on that struggle bus before. I would look sideways at a brownie and gain weight. Or I would be 10 pounds heavier after this past weekend instead of just a couple. So I always had that T2 available. And then I started using it with my patients. And they were seeing tremendous results, tremendous. But the product that I was using was more geared toward dudes, like bodybuilders, powerlifters. That's how I learned about it, is in my powerlifting community. So I knew that I had to bring this to you, to the general population, to my patients, to my listeners, to my followers. And it, it had to be in a very, let's say, a, a non-dude packaging with a non-dude name. So, and dudes can use it too. I'm not anti-dude right now. But to bring it to you so that you feel very, very comfortable using it, ah, hence, Thyroid Fixer. Thyroid Fixer, like I said, it came out, it sold out in a day, and we haven't even done a deep dive into the research yet until today. 
But people knew about it. Like I said, I've been using it. My patients knew about it. So they bought it up quickly, literally in a day. But we ordered a crap ton more trying to overcome the supply chain issues. And it will be available very, very shortly within the next week. I felt it very important, though, to deep dive into the research because the research is where it's at. I can give you all the anecdotal evidence in the world. I can tell you my story. I can tell you stories from patients. You're going to hear even more from people using it now ad nauseum, like in abundance. But the research is there. We have to go back to the research. And the research states that this will reduce body fat. It will improve energy. It improves it at the mitochondrial level. It helps your liver. It helps with insulin resistance. And it will not interfere with the thyroid treatment that you're already on. It will coincide it. It will be an, an adjunct to it. It will be amazing. So if you go back, listen to this episode over and over again, implement all the things that I'm telling you to do, get the thyroid fix or get the hormone fixer if you're low in testosterone, low in growth hormone, if you're experiencing any of those low libido symptoms, struggling to put on muscle, struggling to keep muscle if you're not recovering from your workouts as well as you once used to or as well as you should be, then... Hormone fixer is for you. You can pair up hormone fixer and thyroid fixer. You throw in liver, support your liver. And this is just a great, great, great stack that I promise you will give you results. So T2, very, very powerful, incredibly powerful on the mitochondria, on fat mass, on lipid metabolism, on insulin resistance. Absolutely, absolutely incredible without affecting the HPT access without affecting your thyroid numbers. So give it a try, implement all the things that we talked about today. You will be losing weight in no time, I promise you. Thank you guys for jumping in and listening. We'll talk to you soon, we'll see you next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right, I hope to see you soon.